Welcome to the Real Estate Masters Podcast, a podcast with top real estate agents sharing insights of how they've grown their business. Every guest is unique and serves different markets, so you will find value in each and every episode. And now our host, executive coach, April Mack. Welcome to the Real Estate Masters Podcast. I'm April Mack. So happy to have you with me today. It is that bustling time of the year. And I um, just hope that you're enjoying this beautiful season. I am looking at about eight inches of snow where I live right now in Northeast Ohio. And it is a beautiful Christmas card uh, kind of day. The, just the scenery outside is beautiful. And uh, I'm excited about having family in for Christmas. My, I have four daughters and all four of them will be here overlap for about a couple of days and my six grandchildren. And it's going to be fun and exciting. We're a little bit late in getting this podcast out because of just some COVID issues and scheduling issues with um, our guests because of COVID. So I appreciate your patience. We really try to get an episode out every two weeks. This episode today, this interview is incredible. And I know, let me encourage you, you are going to want to be ready to take some notes when you listen to this, or obviously you'll just go back and replay and write down some of the things that you need to get. I encourage you to really have your head in the game and listening to this because there is so much amazing information. I have Dan Roshan. He is from the Washington, D.C. metro area. He started his real estate business in 2007 and now has Greetings Virginia Sales Network, which is a Keller Williams company. And his offices are in Falls Church in Alexandria, Virginia. He's written a book, He coaches real estate agents, he teaches them, but then he is also a top producer in listing and selling real estate. And he is going to just give you all the know-how in this episode. So I know, again, you're going to want to just really be taking notes. Again, not that this is just for beginners, but anybody that is in the business and wants to grow, sometimes I think it's great just for us to hit a reset, ask ourselves some questions. Where are we? How are we moving forward? What's going to make next year different than this year, other than the COVID issues um, and the things that we faced in 2020? But what how do we grow from year to year? And Dan is going to talk a lot about that in this episode. He was voted the best of DC's real estate agent. He's been a featured guest on the nightly news with Brian Williams, the Today Show, CNBC, um, in the local newspapers where he is um, just being quoted as the real estate expert. And you're going to see that he really is extremely knowledgeable. He shares some of his personal life and how he's overcome some of the struggles with that. So listen, at the end of this podcast, you're going to know that you need to have a coach and you need to be growing. One of the things I want to tell you is I would love to coach you, but um, I have a mastermind group that starts in January. I have a few spots left, and this is the lowest price you will ever get into one of my mastermind groups. It is for my podcast listeners at $79. And if you do not jump in and get in this mastermind group when you have the opportunity, you're there's no reason not to. $79 is absolutely nothing for you to invest in your career and it could catapult you to the next level. So I encourage you, check it out. Um, 
in the notes from this podcast or go to my website, coachaprilmack.com. You can send me an email at april at the group.com and let's get you in this mastermind group. If this one fills up, I assure you I will open another one up. I make it convenient. There's only 12 in that we Zoom. And I had a couple of people fall out for just some unusual circumstances. So there are a few spots open and you need to claim it. And again, we'll open one up for uh, another one if we need to, just because I love that time of coming together and growing from one another. But this is a very structured time. I'm going to give you some systems, some ideas, some things that we are going to follow diligently to move you to the next level. And uh, you will be encouraged and challenged and held accountable. And for most of us, we all need that. So don't miss out on that. Get in touch with me, coachaprilmack.com. You'll find out how to contact me and we'll get you in that mastermind group. I am going to get right to this interview. You're going to love it. Hi, Dan. Thanks so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Hello. Yeah. So tell us about you. My name is Dan Rukshan, and I have been selling real estate since 2007. I got involved in real estate sales. Uh, before that, I was a, a, a waiter at a high-end steakhouse in Washington, D.C., and I was looking for a new pathway in life, which I eventually found. And I began to sell real estate in 2007. I Struggled at the beginning. I, um, about the first six months of my sales career, I was in a position that I sold zero homes. And uh, then from month six to, to 18, I had a lot of success. And I was able to eventually buy the brokerage in the 18th month. Uh, I was able to buy the brokerage that I worked for. So owned that for 10 years, sold it two years ago, wrote a book. And I just love helping people and selling, selling homes. Wow. This sounds like this should be a two-part uh, podcast because you have a lot, I think, that you know you could share. But what do you think caused that first six months? What do you think your biggest struggle was? What, what do you think caused you not to succeed? Two things. is One, I wasn't following systems. And I was doing nearly anything and everything possible, which definitely I was spread to then. The second thing was for any agent in real estate sales, there's a, there's a lagging, uh, there's a lagging piece of success. So it's, it's, you know, if, if I was to, in the, in the best case scenario, start as a new agent, you would expect that you, your first closing would probably be in three months. So it, it really took me about three months to sort of just get my feet underneath me. And then the next three months, I, you know, was lead generating and, and, and helping my first few clients. The good news is, is since that date in 2000, oh goodness, 2000, April 2008, there's only been two months since then that I personally haven't closed between one and 15 homes. Uh, there's only been two months uh, in the entire however many months it is at this point that I uh, did not have at least one closing and, and on average around 6.2. And for the last couple of years, even, you know, even better than that. So I'm, I'm very grateful for, 
for this business and the opportunities that it that it has for us. Yeah. If you had to te- say one thing really contributed to that success, what do you think that would be? Following systems, following mm. a pathway, following uh, doing things the same way every single time and embracing the habits of a successful salesperson. Mm-hmm. What do you, what are those habits? Uh, well, uh, there's seven that I actually outlined in my book, which is to wake up and lead generate every single day. Mm-hmm. Block your time for the most, uh, for the highest priorities, to provide massive value to others, ask for referrals consistently, start early, have the right mindset, and take planned breaks. Yeah. And um, yeah. I would say of those, some of those are, are, you know, sometimes I think people miss them, like, for example, taking planned breaks. Um <laughs> that in of itself sort of sort of plays along with the time blocking for me because the you know I time block for my breaks I time block for my family for my health for my fitness I, I I do that first for my vacations and then I time block for the highest priorities in my sales business which is typically finding you know finding new opportunities in business so tell us about your book real estate evolution. It took me 13 months to write that. It, I, it was a, a 279-page book that is really just a blueprint of how to do business. When when I sold the brokerage that I used to own and I realized that there's a lot of books out there, a lot of resources of, uh, you know, like like systems and mindset and, you know, some on, on how to do the business, but there's really nothing that really, you know, there's books on tactics, there was books on models, but there wasn't anything out there that I could find that could really show you step-by-step the process from how to wake up in the morning to how to, um, you know, what type of perspective that you could have in your mindset to how you could improve your mindset through, you know, uh, I, I go through the self-coaching model in there, which is Talking about the programming, at least to the thoughts, at least to the feelings, at least your actions, the results, and, mm-hmm. and understanding from a from a holistic point of view, here is exactly how you sell real estate. Here is exactly how you're successful in real estate sales, and how you can get listings, how you can get referrals, testimonials, and um, and how to do so at a high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. What inspired you to write that? Originally, it was a mistake. I didn't mean to write the book. <laughs> <laughs> I um, when I when I sold the brokerage, I knew that I was going to be on a different um, a different path in my life, and I was a little bit, you know, I wasn't necessarily confused, but I was just looking for what's next. And mm-hmm. so I, I, you know, I, I've had the privilege and the, and the fortune to be able to really have the you know highest level mentors in the business uh, that I, I'm in relationship with. And I reached out to a few of them and one of them had challenged me to document everything that I learned because I, I I was able to have an immense, I have an immense knowledge of, of our business. And he had encouraged me to document it. And, and I did. Yet at the beginning, I thought I was writing a series of eBooks. Until about three or four months into it, I realized, oh, my goodness, there is no end in sight. I'm actually writing a book instead of a series of 10 or so ebooks. And um, 
And that I was inspired to write it because I was encouraged to write it from one of my mentors. Um, and I felt as though if once I got, you know, once I had an understanding of what I was doing, I felt as though if I, I sort of owed an obligation to pay back to an industry that I've been so fortunate and so blessed to be a part of through these years that has uh, given me the opportunity for a great life. And I want that for everybody. I want that for everybody that's in the, you know, in the sales business, everybody that's in real estate sales. If, if I can help you, I, I want to. Now, clearly I can't help, you know, millions of people yet. I could do right. so through my, my writing and my, my speaking and my teaching um, and, and my coaching as well. Sure. And I find that is so true with most, most of the very successful people. I mean, I, I obviously you can't say that about all successful people, but I feel like that really is a principle that is so telling of successful people is that typically they are willing to give back. And it so is amazing to me of just the people that are willing to come on the podcast and really without any guarantee of anything coming back to them for that being willing to come on the podcast and share their knowledge and experiences and their information. And so I always find that that is a, an, an interesting characteristic of most successful people that I know. What do you, I, I mean, I find that typically when you're writing things down, I, did you find that it was very clarifying in your own mind and just it, to put it all in print? Yes. The, process was a hard process for me. I realized that I'm a, a very gifted writer, yet I, I am not a natural writer. Like I'm not somebody to sit down and be able to have just the words flow. It, it, sometimes it would take me a week and a half to write one page. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't because I wasn't writing it. You know, I would literally be writing or researching to find the content and the, I think the, 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 the most sad part of writing a book is everything that you have to, or at least what I, the saddest part for me was everything I had to remove. You know, it yes. ended up, it was like 85,000 words, right? Well, that's the, that's the abbreviated version, right? Cause, right. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I probably wrote, you know, more than three times that uh, throughout the process. But what I'll tell you, April, what I learned mostly because, even with perceived success, I, I still had things holding me back in life. Uh, and as I look back in my early years, and when I say early years, I'm talking like five or six years old, I realized that I had developed some sort of programming that I think many people you know, can relate with, which I wasn't aware of until I actually read the book. And the biggest benefit to me personally for, of writing the book was that I realized that I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. And candidly, before I started writing, I didn't realize that I, I was um, that I had that block in my subconscious that was uh, holding me back from, uh, you know, from living the life by design that I've been intentional about creating. There's always been like I've been able to get it at like a nine out of a ten, but you know, I've been stuck at that nine, and that's been my ceiling of achievement. Um, and I think since I've written the book, I've had a lot of. Um, it's really cool things happen in my life and I've been able to help a lot of people and, and uh, allow for a lot of people to help me as well. So I'm grateful for that. Was it the book that really changed that helped you turn the corner on that, that you went to being worthy of success, worthy of, I mean, what, and what, what's the fill in the blank there? It was reflection. 
it was taking a look at the path. You know, I mentioned to you that I got in sales in 2007. So, and before that, I was a waiter in a, uh, at a, a high-end steakhouse. And so when I, in 2005, before then, I was an active alcoholic. Mm. And I would, you know, I would drink on a daily basis about 12 beers and two bottles of wine towards the end. And I, there wasn't a day that I would not drink. I think it was probably in the last five years, maybe two days because I was too hungover, too sick uh, to be able to drink that I did not drink at that capacity. So mm-hmm. I had to make a change in my life or die, literally. And I was in my young 30s, mid 30s at the time. And so I made a lot of changes in my life. And, and it was part of what I got in real estate sales was because I knew I was an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to achieve uh, success. I knew I wanted to be significant. I just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And so when I started to look at the options and when I finally did uh, um, gratefully give up drinking uh, more than 15 years ago now, that I um, was able to then flourish. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, mm-hmm. it took me three decades of, uh, of, uh, of growing up before I really started. You know, I was emotionally immature in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. And that was when I, I made a change. So I share that with you because I had never reflected on those times in my life, I never reflected on what happened after that. And I never really took the time to sit down and and consider who helped me. I never took the time to to understand what has this journey been about? Uh, Because I really, I believe that we're, I, I don't believe it. I know it, that we are spiritual beings manifested in a human existence. And it's, you know, we create our realities, we create our environments, we create who we are. And I've always been really good at that throughout my life. But what I've not been good at is taking the time to acknowledge myself. And that's what that was what writing the book allowed for me to do, because it was so much work that I had to, um, you know, and it was I, I'm not it was three hours a day, every single day, zero days off for 13 months of wow. reflection. You know, it was an intense time of my life. And so that's that's where I realized that I am worthy as a, as a result of that. Well, I have to tell you, I appreciate so much you sharing that. And I started a nonprofit uh, about four or five years ago, uh, helping women in addiction, opened a home. Um, I'm still the, the president of that board. And our slogan uh, is worthy of loving. And so I love how full circle that is. And I really appreciate you sharing that because that is such a struggle. And and I'll be honest, in my opinion, dealing with women in alcoholism and with drug addiction, I think the hardest to overcome is the alcoholism. And so I so respect and admire you for overcoming that. And God bless. And thank you for sharing that because I think it can be you know, hopefully that'll be a real encouragement to some people that are listening. And uh, I think it's also a, a very a struggle that people have that they don't talk about and, you know, really hide that. And so I appreciate you sharing that. Welcome. Tell us about, so you're a team, is that correct? A real estate team? I, yes, I have uh, the Greetings Virginia Sales Network. We're, we're based in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. 
Falls, Falls Church, Virginia. And I have an organization that our goal is to exceed expectations and to be omnipresent in regards to real estate sales in the metropolitan DC area. And when I say exceed expectations, I intentionally leave that general. At one point it was to exceed expectations of our clients. And then I, tr I realized that that was so limiting. And my vision for the company today is that we exceed it, that we just exceed expectations. And what mm -hmm. that means is that we exceed uh, our clients' expectations, we exceed our family's expectations, our partners, our spouses, each other, the team members. And in my strong opinion, we exceed our own expectations. Mm. In my strong opinion, that that's the most important is because reality of it is, is that the only person that really matters to you at the deepest level is you. Now, I don't want to take away other relationships like children and parents and spouses, and those are, are vitally important as well. I, I just, I mean that if you're not healthy as an individual, if you're not the best version of yourself, then when you're intending to exceed somebody else's expectations more so than your own, you can't be the very best version of yourself so that you can do that. And so I think Absolutely. it always, it starts with ourselves first. Absolutely. I love that. Th that's really incredible. And again, you feel like so much of that came to you when writing the book or has that just evolved over time? I think it's evolved over time. I think I sort of, uh, you know, I, I, I got clarity on it when I was writing, yet I have, uh, you know, for years I have focused on personal development. I have focused on understanding my 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 craft you know when i was in real uh when i was in uh was a waiter i was a really good salesperson i didn't study it at the time so i don't think it was until i got into into um into real estate sales until i realized exactly that there's a science to communication there's a science to persuasion and there's psychology that you can learn to be able to uh to be able to serve somebody else uh, for their greatest needs, because in real estate sales, the, the reality of it is, is that the biggest thing that gets in people's ways, our clients, you know, sellers and buyers is themselves. It's such right. an emotional journey, right? So nobody's ever hired me ever that didn't want my services. Yet early on, there was times when somebody would, would hire me and then they would freak out and, you know, something bad would go wrong in regards to the transaction. And so I quickly learned and understood to say, well, wait a second. They're hiring me to, for me to be skilled at understanding how to guide them through this process so mm -hmm. that they're comfortable and confident so that they don't basically get in their own way. And, right. um, and so I spent years and years of studying, you know, neuro linguistic programming and hypnosis and persuasion and psychology and sales because I believe I owe it to my client to be able to understand how to how to listen, how to pay attention, how to uh, ask adept questions, and how to serve. Um, I believe right. it's, it's, it's our obligation to, to study our craft at a high level because what we do is, is real, as real estate salespeople, is, is really, you know, our clients are really at a, a high 
intensive, intense emotional part of their lives almost 100% of the time when they're, when they're by themselves. Absolutely. It's so true because uh, they're hiring you because they believe you're the expert. They're making one of, you know, it has to do with one of their biggest investments for most people. And often it is a very emotional uh, experience, especially for a seller that may have lived in a home or they're moving because of financial issues or a relationship change, uh, you know, a job change where they move out of state or out of the area. And so it's it can be a very emotional decision. And so that makes so much sense that you've really studied that. Tell us, there's one question I want to go back to, and I'm just curious if there's any significance of it. Is there a particular reason that you sold the company and it does it have anything? I mean, was it just circumstantial or does it have anything to do with your success in business? Success is a, is a, it's a weird word. Success from my perspective is a perception. So when I look at success, you can look at things that are tangible and study them and say, okay, they successfully created this. I have definitions of success in business, for example, is creating a business that can, can, uh, can sustain without me. That, if I'm developing a business, I've owned quite a few at this point, but if, I'm owning, if I own a business, the, my definition of business success is that it can now exist without me having to uh, be around. Right. I, I ended up selling the brokerage really candidly because we. Um, I mean, I, I was I owned it for ten years, so I was I guess um, you know I had some perception of success because you know I you know it was it was a good business for a very very long time period, and it's still a great business that I'm still an investor of, but not the primary owner any longer. It's just, um, you know, it's, it's when you're chasing two rabbits and I was chasing, I think 17 rabbits at the time, mm-hmm. you're not going to catch any of them. And so right. that's really the experience. So I had a, I had to slow things down. And from my own definitions of success, candidly, the last two years since I've sold the brokers, I've had more success than I've ever had in the last 13 mm-hmm. years of business. Yeah. And and that's really why I asked the question, because for me, I, I was an agent and became a broker owner, owned a Remax franchise in my early 20s. I look back and think I, I was, as you're in your words, chasing too many rabbits and how much more I would have in my terminology of success, I would have accomplished my goals if I would have just been selling real estate. And so I, looking back, I wish I wouldn't have gone after that. I wish I would have gone to the best company in town and just worked for them. I feel like I would have made more money, had more freedom, been more single focused as a sales agent for them, rather than also trying to recruit agents to my company and, uh, you know, handle all of the the management and leading the other agents and, you know, having to take care of the staff that are hired. And, you know, it was just it was just um, not being single focused. And so or just me, or not or not be an agent or just be the broker owner. 
right? Right. Like, it, it can work either way. But you, you got absolutely, absolutely. But my skill set is I'm a better salesperson. So yeah. uh, I, I was, you know, that's where I thrived, and so. Uh, anyway, it's just that's the reason I was asking the question, because I do sure. think it's it's easy to just get kind of, you know, you see this shiny object over here and we get a little distracted and think, oh, yeah, I could add that to it. And, you know, one of the things that somebody said to me a few years ago is you can't do everything because I I love lots of things and variety and to be somewhat single focused and to keep what our goals are in front of us. But, um, but let me, um, before you ask me a question, April, if I may, uh, sure. So I want to add to that. I look at it as an arithmetic problem where at the beginning I thought it was an addition. Right. right? So I add more, I add more, I add more and I do, you know, I get more. That's what I thought I was wrong. Then I thought it was multiplication. So if I could scale this and I can leverage, I can have more. I was wrong. I realized it was actually subtraction. Yes. <laughs> Let me take on less, right? And um, and as I as I take on less, and that's when I've actually created more. Uh, yes. I don't know where the, the division goes into that. I figure that one right. out. Right. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician, so I, I have no idea, but I totally follow and completely agree with what you just said. So tell us about your team and how that operates, because there are so many people now, you know, I talk to people just they're single agents. They're on the fence. Do they add a team? Um, so just give us your two cents on that. Uh, yeah, let me talk to that agent right now, and I'll, I'll certainly explain where we are in my team right now. If if I'm a single agent, what I'm gonna what I'm going to do and what I've done is uh, is to hire an assistant and that assistant. I'm in Northern Virginia, DC area, so it's expensive, you know, to to be able to hire an assistant and pay he or she a wage that they would deserve. I've been able to have an incredible uh, support staff because I my entire operations and a lot of my lead generation team is in the Philippines. So my recommendation would be to look to go virtual. Mm -hmm. And so right now I have 15 virtual assistants and I have four sales agents and I have one local runner and myself and that makes up the sales team today. Um, If you, you can divide that into three segments of, the, the sales agents are the sales department, uh, and I've got them divided into uh, two showing assistants, one lead buyer's agent, and one for sale by owner agent. And then I'm the I'm the listing agent right now, and then also the CEO and also the lead agent. Um, and then the other two uh, departments are, are mostly virtual, which is the operations. The operations is divided into uh, into uh, client care and into marketing. And then we have the um, lead generation department, which is divided into lead generating for uh, buyers and lead generating for whatever. And how are they doing that? How is that lead generation team? What do they the, do? Yeah. So they, uh, a lot of it's, um, a lot of it is, is, some of it's cold calling. A lot of it is targeted calling. We do a lot of Facebook advertisements. 
So we'll do, uh, you know, we'll do the Facebook advertisements and then we will, uh, you know, we'll call them in real time, we'll text them in real time. We'll be in and our, our intention with, with the Facebook leads, for example, is not, well, it is to get the appointment yet. We realize it's, it's like before you get the appointment, you have to get into conversation. So it's, it's more about, you know, getting in the conversation with them first. And what I find is that it's easier to do uh, on text than it is phone calls uh, yeah. because they're more receptive to that. So once you get into some sort of text relationship with them and you start sharing them homes on text, then you can convert it over to a conversation. Then you can convert them into an appointment. Um, so it takes, a, you know, it's a, it's a process. It, it, sometimes you can get them, you know, on the phone right away and get them in your car, but uh, often, most often not. Um, and so, uh, and then the for sale by owners, it's, it's just simply, uh, we have a, a, a very extensive uh, system that we provide value to those for sale by owners by showing them how to do it on their own. And sure. I, know, I know that when I show them how to do it on their own, one out of five is going to end up hiring me. So if I visit or, you know, really Doug, who's our for sale by owner agent, visits five for sale by owners this week, he'll get hired once. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's four listings a month. What was that, 52 a year? Is that right? Did I say 52? No, that's not 52. 48 a year. I can do math. Yeah. See, we are proving that we are math illiterate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so I don't funny. know why I included you in on that. I guess I'm proving I'm math illiterate. I said I'm not a mathematician, which is very true. So, um, yes, I love Sudoku, though. And All right. I, and I love spider solitaire. If anybody wants to challenge me, I'm like, I am a, a spider solitaire expert. So whatever that's worth. My husband says I am good at things that really nobody cares anything about. But it's it's how I unwind at times. <laughs> yeah, but I'm good at it. You know, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be good at it. Um, but I love it. Um, so these are um You've shared so much valuable information. What do you what What's your parting thought to leave with us? It's it follow systems. You know, it's it's if you success leaves clues, and so does failure. And I would say if I have one superpower in business, it is that I study success and I emulate it to mm. the best of my ability. And, what I'm, yeah, and, I, and I'm talking, you know, I was coaching a gentleman yesterday and I was, he's in, you know, maybe 20 years younger than me. And, and he's of a different, um, uh, a different ethnicity. And I'm like, look, I find somebody who, who look like you look in the mirror. That's who you want to find that you want to model and emulate because that takes away any of your, um, of your victimhood. That takes away right. any of your, I can't do this because. So let's right. just get rid of that. Just find find somebody who's having the success that you want, that is from the same background as you, that is from the same uh, the same culture as as close to you as possible, that has the success that you're intending to have, and then and then you just uh, you study them, and then you do what they did, and that would right. be what, you know that's what I suggest for others to consider to do. You're a coach. I'm a coach. Tell me from your words, the value of coaching for someone to have a coach? Well, let me say it from a, not from a coach perspective, from a coachee perspective. Right. Since I, the first coach I hired was about a year. I don't know. It was, it was about a year after I got my license. And since that point, I have had 
two to seven people that I compensate to coach me in different areas of my life at any given time. Mm. Uh, that includes, you know, that's not just business though. Like, you know, I've, I've done some triathlons and I didn't know how to swim. Right. So I thought it'd be <laughs> good to figure out how to swim if you're going to do triathlon. I, I would highly recommend that. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, so so I've always had somebody, I, I, I was telling it up, I've, I've invested more than a half a million dollars into training uh, seminars and coaching uh, that I've invested into myself. Wow. And if you look at the outcome, it's an investment because the outcome that I've made has been millions and millions of dollars of, of, of profit, not revenue. Yeah profit. Right. And so when you look at that, there's a very, uh, there's a very, you know, the connect, connected dots is easy because it's when you look, you go, so I go back, I say, okay, look at that person that you believe is successful, that you perceive as for success. First question I want you to ask yourself, do they have a no? Say it again. We lost you for a second. The first question is what? Do they have a coach? Yeah. And we already know the answer to that. We already know the answer to the fact that that person who you perceive as successful, I promise you they have a coach. Yeah. So so again, I go back, success leaves clues and so does failure. Absolutely. I love that line. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to use that. I'll give you credit for it. Uh, (laughs) Dan, you're amazing. And I really, I mean this very sincerely, I hope that you'll come back and we can do another interview. It's somewhere down the road because I know you have so much more wisdom that you could share. And besides that, you're just very inspiring. And I, I love that I'm inspired today. So thank you so much for being willing to jump on and do this interview with us. My pleasure. All right. Have a great day, Dan. Wow. That was an incredible interview. I so appreciate Dan being with us. I know you're going to want to get his book. It is The Real Estate Evolution. You can find it on Amazon. I have my copy and I would love to give away a copy. So this is what you got to do. If you'll subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and in your review, uh, Just copy and paste that and send me an email so that I'll know that you did that. I'll choose one of you and send you a copy of Dan's book. And uh, so I would really appreciate that. Listen, the podcast is out here. We put some great content in these from these interviews for at no charge, put it into your hands. And I would just so appreciate if you'll share that with other agents in your office, your uh, the people that you know from other areas, and uh, just help spread the word about the podcast. We would really appreciate that. And uh, we'll continue. Dan has promised me that he will come back. So my promise to you is that down the road, we will have Dan in again for another interview where he can share just some more of his great insight and wisdom with all of you. If you have a referral going to DC, then please keep Dan in mind and pass that along to him. It would be a great way for him to get something back from him being willing to give being a guest on our podcast. And obviously, if you'll order his book, that'll be another win for him. But I appreciate all of our guests. It's that time of the year. I, My prayer is that you will have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy time 
with the people that you love. May you have peace in your home, in your heart, and in your life, regardless of what the circumstances may be around you. And um, it's just a, a precious time of the year. My family, we read the Christmas story. It is very christ centered and make that a very important part of our celebration and uh, knowing that Jesus is the reason for this very special season. And don't say it just cliche, but mean it from my heart. I appreciate you so much being a listener and um, write down your highlight from this interview. What's your takeaway? What's an action step that you can take as a result of listening to this? Reach out to me. I'd love to put you in a mastermind group. I'd love to talk with you about coaching. Obviously, from this interview, you see how important coaching is. And my clients are seeing some amazing success. And I would love for you to be a part of that. Reach out to me, coachaprilmack.com. We'll have all my contact information. Thank you so much. Be blessed. And I will look forward to being back with you soon for another interview. And, um, We'll just bring 2021 in with all the hope that it's going to be an amazing year. Godspeed. I will see you next episode.